Welcome to We're Totally Not Okay. But that's okay. A podcast about the intersection between mass media culture and mental health. I'm Kaylee Legrand. And I'm tired. Bevan. (laughs) (laughs) This episode's a little bit different. Mm -hmm. We actually got to be interviewed by somebody else. So you hear a lot about our stories. We were on... Oh, I guess this is a cross episode, actually, with another podcast called Somebody Date Us, which is run by three lovely women here in Toronto, Carly, Lauren, and Asal. And it's a podcast that's basically hosted by three single girls trying to find somebody bearable enough to date. That's the way that they <laughs> describe themselves, and it's it's lovely and hilarious. You should definitely tune in and check out some of their ep- other episodes if you haven't already. Um, but if you want to hear about our personal stories, you can tune into this episode with them. Yeah, we talked about a lot in this episode. I mean, theirs is geared towards relationships, so uh, you get to hear a little bit about how me and my significant other met and the romantic stories and the cute little things that happen. And you get to uh, hear Kaylee um, get all awkward and shy and a little bit weird. What? I don't. No, no. I don't get awkward and shy and weird. Never. Never. It's not. Especially about relationships. At all. I'm very confident. I do not literally run away from my crushes. No, not at all. I didn't but tell that story, actually, did I? No, you didn't. Oh, my God. I have enough stories that I maybe I should start a similar podcast. I don't want to create competition for them. But I think I talk enough about uh, putting my foot in my own mouth and weird things that I have experienced in the dating world. So let's just hop into it. Yeah, let's do that. Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of Somebody Date Us. It's Asal. It's Lauren. It's Carly. I was about to like be like, it's Carly. Right when you said Lauren, like, ah. I know, I never know who's going to go first. Oh, I know, me either. Like, I just, like, I think we're just like trying to, we need to like come up with like a better system because we never fucking know. Um, okay, but I am going to ask you guys why you're single this week. So, Asal, why are you single this week? Okay, so we all know that I'm a huge germaphobe, right? Yes. Um, so I have never sat on a toilet seat before. <laughs> yeah, you're the ones that pee all over the toilet seat and leave it for the next person? Uh, actually, no. Um, <laughs> I, put, I put toilet paper down and I fucking sit on it. And then you put the toilet paper in. Wow, well, RIP to the environment. Yeah. Okay, well, a lot of people don't. They just leave it on the floor. Leave it no. like... <laughs> No, I put it in the, um, but so I was at uh, my head office for work um, in Kentucky and they actually have, I don't know if you've ever been on toilets where you can like, there's like buttons and it can like, of a day. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you can clean your butt? Uh, it had that, but it also had like seat warmer. Oh. So like I put oh. the toilet paper down, I took a seat and it was hot. <laughs> it was like, it was, like almost burnt my butt. Uh, and weird. Like, toilet paper, yeah. Anyway, it's kind of cool. Like, why a seat warmer? Like, do you not actually want me to nice. get up off the toilet? Exactly. I'm like, are you kidding me? It's like a seat warmer in a car. Like, I'm going to sit on there for a very long time. <laughs> I'm going to download a fucking Netflix show. Yeah. Never. And, like, wash my butt. I mean, I had, like, like a ton of other buttons on there, but, like, the warmer was my favorite. It was a bidet for show. Oh, oh, I love a good bidet. All right. Yeah, Lauren, why are you single? I'm very infuriated by a cell killing all the trees, but... <laughs> that's, that's, you know what? That's why 
I'm single. Because Don't like, we all use toilet paper? I'm not that much. Every time I go to the bathroom. Like three pieces on each <laughs> fucking... You're supposed to use like two blocks. Whatever. I, use <laughs> I don't know actually how many you're supposed to use. Two squares? Okay, you need a bidet. Okay. Listen, I use more than two squares, but I don't waste it to put it on toilet seat. By the way, you can't catch anything from a toilet seat. That's true. That's still wrong. Wait, what? But you Says can. Who? Like science. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I don't know. But There's I and everything. Oh, I am not single okay. because I care way too much about the environment, and I will judge you on... Like, I don't know, like, if I go on a date and, like, some guy, like, doesn't throw his, like, plastic cup his Starbucks drink came out, out of into a recycling mm-hmm. bin, like, I'm infuriated. Or they put their coffee cup in the recycling bin, which, by the way, is not recyclable. Or don't take off the lid and throw it but in the garbage. I don't know. But, like, are you dumb? Like, you should know that okay, by now. Calm down, Greta. <laughs> it's on it's subway posters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm heated. <laughs> Okay, why are you single? Well, first of all, I really like well, pictures above recycling cans. Yeah. In my office, they're like, here are like commonly used <laughs> items, like from the tape from the food court. This is how you dispose of them. I'm literally seeing a, a, a lid there, and I'm like, okay, and then I'm very good with that. Okay, but I this is kind of funny because it's all gonna tie it in together. This just happened to me. Do you wanna know what I just did while I was in the bathroom? I dropped your toilet paper roll in the toilet. <laughs> oh, is that why you were laughing? Yeah. What do you mean toilet paper roll? So I took your toilet paper roll off. For what purpose? <laughs> <laughs> I was standing and I like went like this and I wanted to blow my nose. So I like fucking took it off and I was going to put it back on, but it fucking fell in my hand and went right to your toilet bowl. And I was like, ugh. Luckily it wasn't like super full, but like that's what happened. So you have a fresh roll on your thing now. I couldn't find it. I went through all your drawers, and then they were, like, above. Like, there we go. There's, like, a little pyramid up there. Yeah, so. Oh my you should God. just put it back on soaking wet. It's all over mortified. It's in your garbage. So if your garbage is wet, um, it was clean water. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. okay, let's just let's let's just get rolling. We're messes, clearly. Oh, okay. All right. So we are sitting in our apartment studio today. Luxury. <laughs> Luxury studio apartment with two very special guests, Kaylee and Tanya of the podcast. We're totally not okay. Their podcast is all about exploring the intersection of mass media and mental health. And since tomorrow, October 10th is world mental health day, we thought we couldn't have more suitable guests with us. So welcome ladies. Thank well, you. Thank you. Excited to be here. Yeah. I feel like it's so awkward that you, like, just don't talk for, like, a little while. Like, don't do that whole <laughs> we were, like, Simon yeah. laughing and, like, air clapping, like, <laughs> trying so hard to not move, but also having a lot already to say and wanting to put my hand up. Do you have anything to say about why we're single? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I have so much to say about bidets. I um, love a good bidet. <laughs> when I lived in Morocco, like, there was, like, a toilet and a bidet. It was, it was A-OK. I don't think I've ever really used one. I have not either. I just love the word and love that there's this dichotomy between such an exquisite word and such a shitty connotation yes. that isn't actually pun intended. Pun quite intended. I also, as well, use three strips of toilet paper on public toilet seats. Right? But I think the only difference might be I have sat on an actual oh, toilet okay. seat. Like, I sit on my own at home. Oh, yes. Okay. I was going to ask that. To... Do you, okay, at home. Do. But why oh. don't you just hover versus just not, like, like squat? Yeah. Sometimes I also hover. It okay. depends yeah, I hover how... Yeah, times. It depends how bad you got to go, and, like, you've got time to put those, you know, those pieces <laughs> down or not, or you're just going to hover. Hovering also makes a mess at times. 
Yeah. Um, and then you gotta use that three pieces to clean it up anyway for the next person. We so. just lost all of our male listeners talking about pee spray. <laughs> no, 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 no. There's, there's some still around. Have you ever, like, have you ever seen a male bathroom before? They're disgusting. Oh my god! Can I just add something? To I've heard you guys is terrible too, so I'm just saying. Yeah. Guys, hey Mike, I'm an angel. Shut up. Okay, when guys go to the bathroom and they're standing and they're peeing and then they shake their penis. And fucking urine goes all over my fucking bathroom floor. Because I dated so many guys and they don't even know what's happening. And then I go into the bathroom and there's like little dribbles of urine on the ground because they like shake their penis. What kind of guys do you date? I know it's I I live with a man and he doesn't clean the bathroom. I get to wipe up his pee stains. It's great. And uh, I've noticed, I'm like, how the fuck? I'm like, why is there pee at the back of the toilet? You know where like the little like knobs are? Yes. I'm like, how did it get there? cliff um i would love to know and like whenever he's like his bro's over like if i'm gone for like a week and i come home and it's just like a piss station i'm like hey this isn't a urinal yeah like it makes me so mad it's so they just don't even know what's happening i think they're just like shaking it yeah mike get out just kidding (laughs) or mike is silent i do that yes i do that okay Okay. like we should um move back to the topic of mental health (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely, toilet, yeah. But toilets are part of self care, so yeah. we're all about closely them. tied to yes, mental health. I agree. Everything can be tied together. But like, why don't you tell our listeners a bit about the two of you? Oh man, we're gonna go first. Start. I say we introduce each other. Yeah. Carrier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is Tanya. Oh, Tanya's my BFF. She's an incredible dancer and oh. an incredible actress. Um. What up to Simmel's hottest video hitting how many million views now? 47? Yeah. Oh, Wait, what video is this? What? She just does a music video on the side, and all of a sudden it's like one of the, it's just the YouTube's hottest video. Also, oh, Simmel's an incredible musician. I guess this is a shout out to Simmel, too. Mm. Hi, Brian. Um, there's a great song called, what is it called? Where's the Love? Where's My Love? Where's My Love? And it's beautiful. I also bought his record. We're getting way off topic of Tanya, but it's a really cute, like, Aww. clear record. We both bought one, and then we're like, I guess we have to buy a record player now. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> So this girl here, actor, also helps me produce stuff. She's the co-host of our podcast. Oh, yeah. She's sick, man. And it's Tanya. going on to that music video, it is actually about mental health. It's about a girl who commits suicide. Mm. Anyways... Um, happy note. This is Kaylee, Lola Brand. <laughs> She's also my BFF, and um, she is a fantastic actress as well. Um, and produces stuff, great photographer, fucking like doesn't rest ever, and needs <laughs> to learn how to sleep and take time to herself. Hashtag <clears throat> mental health awareness right now. Got <laughs> um, <too> positive. <laughs> but she's lovely, and um, so. We actually decided to make our podcast one day after an acting class, and we got drunk at a bar. That is how it happened. Yeah, that's how it started. Then we then we tried to do it another day when we're like, hey, that night didn't work out because we were drunk at a bar. So we got drunk at my apartment, and yeah. again, no usable material. Um, <laughs> I sense the trend here. <laughs> we yeah no we we like our wine together. We actually were talking about how we haven't really been drinking much lately. I mean, when tiff season rolls around, that's when we usually are designated out and seeing friends who haven't been in town all the time so you go out for a drink whatever and you're extending yourself so you're out till like two three mm-hmm. wee hours in the morning and just like the little bit of alcohol just takes that toll on you that you get up in the morning the next day 
I have to do this again <laughs> for another like 16 days. Oh my god, oh my I know it's so long. I, mean, I, I kind of forget awesome. about it because, like, obviously, I'm not in that realm of anything. Like, I don't go to anything really to tip that as actresses and whatnot. Like, you would be so involved in all of those. Whatever like there's events event, and like parties that. and everything. You do feel obligated to go out and do the mingling, and it's a beautiful time. But yeah, part of it, because it's our industry, part of it is kind of like, oh, it's our job, and we—that's part of the networking. Those are the social events that you go out to. It's also kind of just a Christmas to see people that you haven't seen all year round. But um, I guess what I'm saying is that this beautiful glass of wine that you've given us tonight is probably gonna make us tipsy within the first couple of <laughs> minutes, and we're gonna oh, feel. Our world. <laughs> yes. So, can you guys tell us a little bit about your podcast and what sort of things you guys talk about? Yeah, we, so like Tanya mentioned, we started the podcast sort of stemming out of a conversation we had after a workshop where we got pretty passionate, pretty heated, still do, about the conversations that we were having and we weren't really hearing elsewhere about what actors go through mentally to step into roles and to get out of it. And I, talked at length about certain particular projects that I've worked on where I've gone quote-unquote method and have literally repressed certain experiences on set and they've come back to me since but I you know literally wrote a diary in a character's voice that I don't remember doing um there was a film that the character I played was very dark and far enough away from what I would regularly want to associate myself with that something happened inside my brain that I didn't understand and I didn't realize until months if not half a year after that project where I started to learn how to drop the work when I was going home and not live in this character's world mm -hmm. the whole time I'm mm -hmm. shooting this film um so I, I love it I'm, I'm a student of psychology for life did study it in university but I'm just obsessed with it continually so that part of our world is very similar to our approach to acting we, we study also mm -hmm. with a coach who is kind of along that vein, um, that path of the craft where it's it's understanding the neurology inside of us, it's understanding human behavior from a very biological, psychosomatic kind of approach. And I guess that's sort of what we're interested in talking about. Mm -hmm. And it leads to a lot of mental health discussion. Mm -hmm. That is so interesting. Yeah, I mean, I'd like, obviously, not an actress so I like I didn't even think of it this way but it's so true like I can see yeah. how like you would come home like you you are used to being this character when you're at work and then come home and like I can see how that would be such a challenging thing to well yeah so I was I'm binge watching Glee for like the 10th time <laughs> and I'm literally obsessed someone help me um but I, I thought of that because you know this show really made the careers where this was like the highest point in these actors' careers. And then when a show ends, it's, I'm like, I was thinking, I'm like, how sad and how do you feel that you have to say goodbye to that character? Like, you're never going to play that character again. I mean, maybe if there's a reboot, but it's just not the same. Like, you're literally saying goodbye to somebody that was part of your life for what, six years, seven years. So I can only imagine what you have to go through to kind of shut that off repress it or even like try and deal with you know saying goodbye to that person it's like you're losing a friend mm -hmm. does it ever feel that way that's a breakup if you're yeah. with a character for that long um and i've never lived with a character for six years but right. 
when you say, for instance, do a play, theater work is a little bit different than television work. You know, we can do a day player role and you literally go on the last role that I did. I had a full day booked for me, but I went in and did my scene in like a couple of hours and then they're like, hey, thanks guys. That's a wrap for me. Have a nice time with the rest of your 13 seasons of this show. <laughs> um, but if you are doing a play and you're, you're performing something night after night, which, you know, that kind of a beast changes continually. So that character, you are not only understanding that story every night in a very different way and finding a different aspect of that character within yourself. Mm -hmm. um, but then you do something that might be narratively different every time. So television is a little bit faster moving and something like Glee, you're living so many different experiences yeah. and often it's it i find a lot of what you end up booking kind of coincides with what you're dealing with in your life mm -hmm. it comes to you mm -hmm. that sort of energy you put it out it mm -hmm. finds you so it's yeah you have to you have to put yourself in there in a real real way so the real experiences how do you just dismiss that that's going to be part of you oh absolutely yeah it's just it's such a crazy thing to think about and mm -hmm. Yeah, and I forgot that you guys were actresses, and I was like, oh, right, you're actresses. I do this. <laughs> That's so crazy. And I know Mike back here, I Mike uh, was also in film and did a little bit of acting. So I just, like, see him in my peripherals, and he's just nodding to everything here. So he's like, yep, yep, yep. So still do it. So yeah. <laughs> I'm curious, like, outside of acting and, like, the struggles you have mentally, like, checking out when you come home from work and everything like that, like, what do you guys have? certain ways or tips or because obviously there's more careers than just acting as well that people bring their work home with them and like do you how do you guys like recharge and regroup and try to be better at not bringing it home with you and like keep your mental health in check teach us teach us <laughs> oh, man. i mean it depends on the person for me it's doing something that doesn't involve acting or watching tv like i'll, I'll paint or I'll make dream catchers or jewelry, you know, just kind of, I'm a person that always needs to keep moving, but it's sometimes it's just, yeah, you got to leave it at the door and just find something else that makes your heart happy. Mm -hmm. Other passions. Other passions, yeah, to get yourself away from that. I think that's especially important for artists. I don't know if this would be something that resonates for somebody outside of the industry, but to have that well-rounded lifestyle so that you're mm -hmm. not so fully immersed. Like if your life is only the entertainment industry, oof, what are you even drawing on? It mm -hmm. gets pretty meta, mm -hmm. but it's also really important to be able to be able to step out of that constant thought pattern or that obsession because mm -hmm. I, I think that that's probably, you know, it's a cliche for an artist is that you find what you love and let it kill you, that artist obsession sort of mentality. So we we do, you know, we share a lot of similar um, hobbies and uh, pastime exercises that are similar. We both are super into crystals or will, you know, just burn incense and sit and chat, play with tarot. Uh, I'm an avid reader. I, if I get too pent up, I need to drop everything and put my Nikes on and go for a run. Yes, that's a call for a sponsor from Nike. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or going for a drive. I do love, like, I love driving until I'm In your Mercedes G-Wagon. Mercedes no, sponsor her. Actually, it's an E-Type Jag, four screen, <laughs> oak interior. <laughs> she knows. Yeah. But I feel like I'm, like, such a... 
I don't know about you two, but I find like I'm, I definitely don't have a job I bring home at night. Like I'm mm-hmm. very good, but like I work in social media marketing and some people do take that home. Some people don't ever shut it off and they're on 24 hours a day, but I just like leave work and I'm like, bye. Like I'm not saving lives. Like I can check out, but I know like it's not. Yeah, I'm for most people. Like, my work too. But I get anxious about like all sorts of other things. Yeah, so, I'm so, not like, very anxious for <laughs> I also find life. for me too, one thing that really helps me is just being outdoors. I know it's totally. so simple, but just being with the earth, walking on grass. It's just like, mm-hmm. yeah. I um, <laughs> went to therapy like a couple years ago. And one of the things that she, what are the like methods she told me to do if I was like spiraling like anxious thoughts was just like ground yourself and like that's often like if you can't like lay on a ground or something like just like like name one thing that you can see or smell or mm-hmm. hear or like Touch and then it, it kind like of it. distracts your brain and you're like okay like I'm like I see this I smell this or like whatever when you're walking down the street or wherever you are that you're having this like uh, I smell sweet yeah I don't cancer. usually that's why I was laughing I'm like usually it's like <laughs> I smell homeless oh, gross sense of Toronto <laughs> some urine yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it does help it helps you distract your brain right mm-hmm. like that's what the point of it but Unless you have the type of personality, um, like mine, where my therapist told me to try yin yoga mm. to learn how to just sit with, with your myself, thoughts. you know, longer, upward from three to five minutes. And, oh, yeah, sincere challenge for okay. me. So I've got a question. So how do you feel your podcast has helped you guys with your mental health journey? Like, has there been a big learning curve or like an aha moment for you guys? And have you worked or like worked through something that you know the podcast is just giving you like the end result, like a better end result than you could have expected? I would say literally the opposite of what you're saying. I <laughs> oh, no. um not to not to poo-poo on the end result, but I guess going back to this idea of yoga, you know, everything is always going to be changing and no matter where you are, you're never going to get it done and you're never going to get it right. And that has been a big learning for me, still is. It's an everyday learning because I love goals. I love to-do lists. And I do still feel that anxiety when I shift things in my eye cal to later dates. But it's a habit of mine. I'm like, I'm going to pile everything into one day, see if I can get it done, and then just keep shifting things because that's the digital age that we can do. Uh I I think getting more comfortable with the idea that there is no fully formed end result that I'm tethering myself to, to set myself up for very particular expectations that only warrants a fail because nothing ever goes according to plan. I think it's allowed me to be a little bit more fluid and organic and appreciative of what does end up coming my way. Yeah. No, absolutely. Especially with podcasting. There's such a... You don't, you, you don't get a perfect take with anything. And even now, you know, I'm, I'm building a studio in my new space for our Sonar Network for the other podcasts as well to be recording in there. So I'm making sure that it has a certain level of quality to it. Whereas before, you know, we're, we were always advocates of just, it's not even about, like, if they can hear us, our listeners are probably listening for a very particular reason. Mm-hmm. Yes, we always want to try to get better with the quality as we go along, but the, point is that our conversation is what mattered to us and if I let the sound quality bother me we would never have put an episode out 
Right. So just letting go of that every single time and still finding ways that we can get better. Absolutely. And I feel the same way about the audio quality. <clears throat> I, I'm, I'm always, I'm the one, I'll listen to like a podcast and record and I'm like, like, hey, Mike, I'm like, there's like a high pitch, like a tin noise and nobody else can hear it except for me. I'm a crazy person. Yeah, you like, need, also need to get your ears. Because there's no tinnitus, whatever. Are, my ears are just like, I feel like they're, they're just so much more advanced than everybody else's. Um, <laughs> or, or maybe you have constant ringing like I do. You know, <laughs> so I don't think that's it. I, like, I have, like, honestly, even when I like, go to like, concerts or like, loud bars, you know this. Yeah. My ears are so sensitive. I actually wear earplugs. That's what, it, like, I feel like that's I'm normal. Earplugs, right? Okay, so it's not just, but I'm like, like, I remember Lauren one time, she's like, you're acting weird because she was trying to talk to me in a loud bar. I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, because you're yelling, and no offense, but it's, like, really bothering me. <laughs> I'm like, I can't hear you. But if um, you could... So, quick question. I'm going to, like, turn uh, tables. So, uh, Kaylee, you're single, yes. correct? Uh, and Tanya, you're... I feel, I feel weird asking this because you just said that you moved out of a, an apartment where you... Are you still... Oh, no, I've been living on my own. Okay. Um, we are okay, still perfect. Living. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait, no, 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 we are... We are Okay, I asked you a week ago, you were in a relationship, and I'm afraid to ask. No, we are still together. But Tanya, you're in a relationship, so we want to talk about that a bit. So, Tanya, how long have you been in a relationship for, and how long have you been single for? Oh, did that come out of me? Oh, man. I feel like you've been single since you've, like, rekindled our friendship i mean it's yeah. cool we've been single we're for like ever so i mean like it. and there's nothing wrong with yeah well that's funny because like there's no judgment we're just curious if it's like a new <laughs> thing or not you're like wow i'm actually i'm trying to figure out what's wrong with you um i <laughs> we've been friends for like what five years ish okay. uh, i mean you've dated but you haven't yeah. had like a bf i <laughs> i guess the title of a boyfriend or girlfriend like labels Okay, not to, I'm not a commitment phobe per se. I yeah, you've dated people just having a boyfriends or girlfriends. Yeah, that's a yeah. guess. That's a guess. Totally. Yeah. I yeah. I it, I've been single for a while. Okay. That's fair. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and how long have you been, been in a relationship? For? Um. So Greg and I met in September of last year. So we started. I mean, our sound corny, but the first time we ever kissed was on New Year's. So oh, I guess, like January okay. is kind of so what made like it year. official. It was a romantic <laughs> story. <laughs> oh, do you tell. I mean, we are a podcast about dating and relationships, so please give, us hope give it to us. Hope there. there is so much hope, you know. Like I, I had the shitty end of the stick for a really long time in relationships. I've been cheated on in three of my relationships. Um, you know, it's stupid petty shit. Like, it happens to mm-hmm. everyone. But, um, anyway, so actually during a TIFF event last year, um, he, what he says, he's like, I just had to have her. I just needed to know who this girl was. So yeah. Kelly and I were yeah. dancing on the dance floor with oh, one of our well, friends, Steven, yeah. like, dancing away like assholes that we are. And Greg, yeah, I saw him from a distance. I was like, this is beautiful man standing there with a drink in his hand. <laughs> Nothing of it. You know, I was at a point in my life where I was like, I, fuck it. I'm going to be a cat woman for the rest of my life, even though I'm allergic to cats. <laughs> fuck it. Yeah. And um, I think I kind of veered off to go grab another drink or something. And he beelined to our friend Steven and was like, who is that girl? I need to know her na- name. 
And he, Greg, apparently was like, we shook hands. I don't remember that. I was drunk. Mm -hmm. I'm usually drunk. Um, to events. But anyway, so that's how we met. It took him about a month and a half to actually message me on Facebook and stuff, Instagram. And it was, I wrote an Instagram story saying, if you could be any type of furniture, what would you be? And he wrote a love seat. And I wrote, that's fucking lame. <laughs> <laughs> and after that, it was a magic. Yeah, and um, yeah, so I was like, no, I'd totally be a California king bed. Totally. Well, yes. Yes. Absolutely. So but our first date, we went to a bar called I'll Be Seeing You on East End, and it was the most awkward date ever. Like, really? it was like butt out hug. And I was like, this is so awkward. And I was like, yeah, I agree with that. That is never going to happen again. But uh, yeah, no, we just haven't stopped talking. So I should go on more dates with these awkward people I've gone on dates with. Then. You never maybe that's know. You never <laughs> yeah, know. Well, maybe that's my love story. Awkward is the most fun. Why would you yeah. not continue? Like, I don't mean awkward in like a, an uncomfortable way. Well, yeah, usually when I'm when it's an awkward date, it's uncomfortable. It's like no. we don't really have no. a conversation. If you're not comfortable with somebody, then like that's a very clear no. sign. Move on. Yeah. Yes. It wasn't an you still awkward. Had good, yeah. Yeah, it was just, you know, like, because I'm kind of an awkward kind of person when you first meet me. I'm like, like I don't know how to form proper sentences. And I like, wish I had, had a video of that. Me too. Yeah. Looking at, like, she does I'm, I'm just an awkward human. So, I, yeah. And, like, it was great conversation and it was fun. Like, we vibed. But it was just that hug at the end of the night. I was like, eh. <laughs> It's hilarious how like, in certain moments from dates or what stay with you. Yeah. Like, it, everything could have been, I'm sure everything was actually adorable and butterflies were flying out yeah. all over the place, but then all of a sudden just this hug that you're like, I fucked up the hug. Yeah. The it's whole time, that's all you think about. Yeah. You get back, you talk about with your friends, you're like, it's over. I butted out hug. Yeah. I just, I did a butt out hug. Like, <laughs> there's no way, there's anything, like, our genitals were as far apart as they possibly could have been in a hug, so there's no love. See, this is, this is when you use that, that technique my therapist taught me. <laughs> it came more and it wasn't a hug. Now refocus. What do you see around you? What do you hear? <laughs> I'm like, I'm not an idiot, I swear. You disappear to the world and all that matters is the hug. Yeah. So, Kaylee, what has dating been like for you? Like, are you on dating apps right now? I, oh, wow, dating apps. Remember the last time we went on okay. dating apps? So, <laughs> That's a no. So, no, no. The, the short answer is no, I'm not on dating apps. Um, I could I could fill a couple of episodes with stories of what I, my experience has been with dating apps. My first, I guess the short version, my first experience with a dating app was um, via one of my comedy troops when I used to perform regularly with Second City, and I mentioned that a project I was undertaking wanted to do a reality component of following me on these dates and going on dating apps, and so one of the comedians grabbed my phone and was like, let's start tonight in a bar after a show while we're drunk. Great. Real smart. They're comedians, so it was hilarious conversation what they were mm -hmm. saying with all of these potential suitors. Right. And the degree to which they made me seem like I belonged in a straight jacket in a padded room, and the amount of <laughs> men that still thought, so you're saying there's a chance? Like, I'm like, what is wrong with these people that they want this woman that they're crafting? <laughs> it was scary, but I, I did end up meeting one person from that experience, from playing around on 
I guess it was Tinder at the time. Is that, is that still around? Yeah, people okay. don't really use it. It is, I guess, we're desperate. Okay, cool. Um, and, wow. Okay. And like that, <laughs> I, I have had some experiences. I dated a guy from having met him from that app. Uh, and it, that, that's a whole nother story for another episode. Lovely guy, but like I did the runaway bride thing in, a, in an extreme way. Um, that is you my nickname with some friends. <clears throat> well, my next question is going to be like, can you tell us about some of your best and worst dating experiences? And I feel like you should continue you that should while we talk about it. <laughs> I feel like eight stories just kind of pinged back and forth between times. I might have like, I still like tell. have to say one of my, we were single at this time. It was Valentine's Day. Oh my God. <laughs> we swiped right on the same guy and we were having this <gasps> trying to have the same yeah. exact conversation oh. with him yeah. on mine oh that poor bastard Lauren <laughs> and I feel like I've done that before oh, to our yes, I'm sorry <laughs> to our accord he was giving us the same line so of okay. course we were going to give back the exact same line like buddy if you aren't clever enough or original enough to come up with something different for everyone, detail your conversation. Yeah, yeah, we're about to yeah. we're about to feed, feed your medicine back. Fair enough. Yes, yeah. it, it, it was actually funny. Like, he ended up being a nice dude, and we just kind of chatted with him. Yeah, actually, we still he and I still kind of keep in touch. He's like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> like, how's your life? He's he's got a girlfriend now. Aww. Good for him, and they're happy. <laughs> but like, it's it's just it was probably my favorite That's dating story. Funny. That was. That was uh, our friend's. That was Marlene's kitchen floor with eight yeah. bottles of wine and my grade six boyfriend popping back onto my screen. Oh, did you match with him? Oh yeah, yeah. I ended up meeting him again. I had not seen him since grade six oh since my, we broke so up. Fun, I'm pretty sure she was like, "Should I swipe right?" You're like, "Yeah, this is <laughs> who you dated in grade six when you both lived in Montreal." And we did end up going on one date. We met up. That's so fun. I love that though. Like it's like rekindling your grade six romance. Yeah, why not? So weird. That's the weird age that we live in though, because everybody from your past, especially being a kid that was a military brat, moving around every three to four years growing up, every time I moved, I'm like, okay, but that past life is kind of a ghost. Mm -hmm. And now we live in an age where everything's coming back to me. I'm like, oh, everything I tried to run away from year after year, they're not ghosts. They're real people. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It all comes back. Yeah. So do you have a dating story in your mind or like a date, like a date that you went on that was either like absolutely wonderful or just like straight up horrible? Um, I mean, I have great, I have a lot of examples of all of the above. I pick one. I have, I, um, I've, oh my God, I don't even know how to talk about dating right now, clearly. And so there's a guy that I've always had the most affinity for, just adorable human, and we both have feelings for each other, and so we've seen each other off and on. Oh my God, don't, don't hold your heart, put your hand down. I know who it is. You know who it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he knows who he is. Um, and it's, 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 I mean, it's not extravagant, you know, pull up on a Mercedes and roses, whatever. There's, there's none of that kind of story to it. It's for me, it's always about the little really stupid things. Like the fact that, and, and, and being able be, I guess just being able to put up with me is kind of the biggest charm that somebody <laughs> can have. I think. Like the, the weird turn on. Come, Yeah, no, but actually, and the cool thing is, is that this guy I'm talking about is, you know, just as weird as me. 
he's also just as witty and has similar interests, you know, likes to listen to jazz on a Sunday and do the crossword. But then we, you know, the dirty talk is also interlaced with Game of Thrones references. It's just really nerdy, but really fun. Like, I Love think it. I need somebody just to keep so me on my toes. So why are you dating I was just going to say, why are you guys together? Oh my God. That's a question I haven't even asked myself. We, no, no. You're waiting <laughs> for the right moment? Or? Do, are I you mean, scared those to ruin a good it's thing? It's complicated. Or? No. Oh, it's not. Okay. It, I've never it's used, not. No, but the thing is is that it's not. And I've never but used then, that word. Why aren't you dating? <laughs> I like it. I'm asking the hard questions here. I mean, again, I think like (laughs) dating is one of those labels that I don't, I don't wrap my mind around. I have in the past, and if I wrap my mind, yeah, exactly. I've had some runaway experiences, but the cool thing is that I mean, yes, maybe because we don't live in the same cities, Mm. um, there isn't much of a pressure of oh god what is this guy expecting of me and do I have to think about what I need to cut out of my life to fit him into it or you know I've had experiences in the past where I have started to resent guys that I was dating because I felt so much for them I'm like fuck you I don't feel like that about myself not you and thinking that you know there's not enough love in me to go around for both of us like nah I gotta focus on myself um with that guy and don't worry, it's not like it has ended. We still enjoy each other's company. Okay, <laughs> guys. Yeah, um, but it, I think because it's not complicated, because it's just always fun, mm-hmm. I have just been letting myself, I've been guiding myself by my gut instincts the way that I feel. If I enjoy spending time with somebody, I'll do it again. If that chance comes up, I say yes. I think wedding now should be, I like you pretty well, let's see how it goes. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah. Those will be mine. Yeah. Don't I like it. Okay. Like, high five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Guys, until we don't. I want to, like, I feel like we've talked about so many different topics, which I love, but let's, like, loop back around before we end the episode about the topic of mental health since it is World Mental Health Day. Um, and obviously, we, we've all talked about it tonight, like, the anxieties that come with everyday life, work. Mm but also dating and just putting yourself out of a comfort zone, going on being awkward on dates or just being in your head after a date or so like, I want us all to share some tips for people that are listening that like how we get ourselves out of that mind space and still act like find the motivation in us to still go on dates and put ourselves out there. Even though sometimes it can feel like you'd rather do anything else. Vodka. (laughs) Vodka. I like a drink. (laughs) No, I don't advocate getting drunk to resolve any (laughs) issues in your life. But it helps. Um, Social lubricant, I'm telling you, it's a thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, so like pre-date ain't like nerves? Yeah, or at, like post-date when you're like, oh my god, is he going to text think... me again? Is he like, I'm, like, I did this awkward hug on the date? Like, I don't know. Like mm-hmm. any anything that comes around with dating relationships, it doesn't even have to be yeah. if you're single. It could also be if you're in a relationship and you just, I don't know, second-guess yourself or talk to friends. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, it's going to sound all like hippy-dippy, you know, but like, if it's meant to be, it will be, so don't stress so hard about it, because in the end, what is meant for you will come into your life how it is supposed to. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to wrap your head around that, especially in the society that we live in today, because it's so, you see all these perfect 
relationships or things on social media that make people kind of feel shitty about their life when in reality it's just they're showing the best things of their lives and I think we just need to remember that when it is our time when it is supposed to happen if it was awkward and it's still gonna happen it's still gonna happen you know it's just a funny story that you get to relay at the end of the day so for me I think it's just keeping that mindset in if it's meant to be it will be and it will come I agree and I think that's the kind of mindset that allows me in the moment to just you know that awkward thing that's in your head that you're like do I say it do I not I I fucking say it like if it's gonna push them away get that done right up at the get-go so they don't spend four years with somebody and then all of a sudden it's like oh here's the real me Mm -hmm. and then they want to run away that's a little more heartbreaking also you're not being your true self throughout that relationship yeah so I think being being as weird as you possibly can like yes following because the thing the moment that you feel like something is awkward that's where you're getting self-critical you're judging yourself and you're you're writing your own story of like oh i'm being something that's opposite of what somebody else is expecting Mm -hmm. i'm being weird be that weird thing lean into it because if that is what you delight in whatever your interests are lean into it and especially when you are on your own if there is something that you mess up like being able to laugh about it that's a beautiful thing yes i'm a writer so everybody i date even my family therefore warned you're going to end up in a script somewhere they're already aware of that (laughs) everything that is painful in life turns into a great comedy script but if you're on your own and you're wrapping your mind around something that feels painful or you're kicking yourself over it you just miss an opportunity to meet somebody else who just walked past you, or you just miss an opportunity mm-hmm. to be able to lie in a yoga class and take in the beautiful air. Like mm-hmm. everything is happening at once right now. Mm-hmm. And if you're not enjoying that moment, if you're obsessing about something that happened in the past or worried about something that's going to happen in the future. Mm-hmm. You are, you're not here. You're missing mm-hmm. out on an opportunity right now. I feel like that's such good advice. That's really good advice. My I always advice forget seems to live. Lame. I always forget to live in the present and take it. Oh yeah, things always. Yeah, but like I was just gonna say, like, and I'm really bad for this, and I always have to remind myself of this, whether it's like before a date or after a date, is just to like have fun and like mm-hmm. forget about trying to find the love of your life. Like, just go out and have a yes. drink. If you don't yes. get it off, who the fuck cares? You got exactly. a free drink out of it, and you go home and you move on, or like. Maybe they will be someone you hit it off with. And, like, I think for me, like, you reach a certain age, too, and you're like, well, what's the point of just hanging out with this guy? Like, I want to know sooner than later if they're the person for me. But it's like, if you enjoy their company, just keep hanging out with them, and it will sort itself out. Like, yeah. you don't Honestly, have to always have, like, an end goal like, in mind. you have that energy going into a date where you're like, all right, I'm sitting down with you. I'm judging you. I want to know if I'm going to have eight babies with you. And then I have, like, I have a preconceived notion yeah. of what I want. Here's my forward. checklist. They're going to feel that energy. Mm-hmm. And you're also not getting that moment to live in it. And if you aren't going to see each other after that night, if it is a one-night experience or you date them for a month, whatever it is, you know, enjoy what that is in the moment. Because you can look back on experiences now and you can laugh about it and see maybe what you got out of them. Mm-hmm. But how much more enjoyable it is to be in that moment and be like, wow, I'm actually tasting the mint in this mojito. And <laughs> with it. I'm fucking loving it. It's it freshly pressed. Because <laughs> I'm assuming they slapped it before they put it in my drink. You know, little yeah, things that you can appreciate. Yeah. Stop and smell well, the roses. Yeah. And to go on to that, the whole, is this going to work out? Is this going to last? Like I said, Greg and I, we went on our first date early November. 
and we didn't do any physical contact until January. So, you know, we made those moments last and we just enjoyed each other's company and we were both in the point where we didn't know if we wanted to be in a relationship. We just liked each other's company mm-hmm. and there's no point in rushing something, right? There's yeah. No point in just, in, yeah, enjoy the moments. Mm-hmm. And I think people have lost that nowadays because we're like, oh, I need to have a boyfriend. I need to have a girlfriend. I need this. Yeah. Is it going to work out? A million what, other people like Why am I like... wasting my time? It's not about mm-hmm. all we have is time. So why not have fun? What I love about Tanya's and Greg's relationship is that those beginning experiences were what I like to call that grade six throwback vibe where, you know, they literally took it at the pace of like what grade six, well, I guess you don't have sex in grade six after six months. I, I haven't been in grade six for a long time. <laughs> but I really hope no one's having sex in grade six. I hope you don't have grade six listeners right now. That's not what you do. You just kind of, I think that that, that, you know, we used to, as children, have such joyfulness for everything because we didn't have a lot of the worries and concerns that we do put on ourselves as grown-up adults. And mm-hmm. I'm yeah. calling myself a grown-up adult right now. <laughs> that doesn't happen often. But when you get wrapped up in, you know, oh, well, what what is his income going to bring to the table? And does he want to live in the same city? Did you think about mm-hmm. that when you were in grade six? Or were you just like, oh, my God, he went down the slide in front of me and he looked back? He looked back. I know he looked back. He likes me. Those little moments, like, they were such huge butterflies in your stomach. And do you let yourself feel that anymore? No. No. I don't, Kaylee. I don't. (laughs) We are feeling, like, motivated right now. Let's go on a date right now. Right now. Let's go to the park. Let's keep going down the slide until somebody shows up. (laughs) Butterflies, goddammit. Okay. So before we end the episode, we just want to give a quick disclaimer to say that none of us are experts or doctors. Everyone deals with the different highs and lows of dating and life differently. And if you don't feel in control of your mental health, reach out to someone that can help you. Amen. Amen, sister. So we want to do something. I know we usually do a segment at the end that we do, but we want to kind of throw it over to Kaylee and Tanya. 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 Oh, you Tanya. know what's going to happen at some I point. I literally, I said, like, Tanya. No, it's no, Tanya. I saw the defeat on your face. Right? <laughs> I mean, she stopped herself. I am so sorry. Oh, but, so these ladies, of course, they have their own podcast. And you want to do a little fun segment at the end. Why do you lead us into a little discussion? Yeah. So <laughs> in our podcast, we usually finish off with what we call one cool thing. Um, and because we're all going on the fly, none of us yeah. happen to be prepared because, you know, everything's organic. That's what we started off with full circle. Here we go. One cool thing is literally anything that you are interested in, something that you find cool. It can be one cool actionable thing that you either do for yourself, for your own self-care, for your mental health that other people might be interested in, or it could be one cool actionable thing that maybe other people want to uh, invest in if there's a charity that you like, or if there's a resource oh, like a hotline. Okay. So it could literally be M. It could be a book. It could be Ooh, a recommendation or whatever. Okay, yeah. I like it. Yeah. Can I start? Yeah, okay, please. So, okay. So one cool thing. So I'm a bit of a loser um, about certain things. Uh, I really like the ocean. And don't, okay, that sounds so weird, but I'm really into like undersea cables. 
So I don't know if you guys have ever heard of undersea cables before. What are those? So throughout our all of our oceans, I mean, I'm talking transatlantic, Pacific. Um, there are actually undersea cables that basically power the internet. So in order to like, they're just telecommunication cables that literally lay on this this ocean bed and seabed floor. This is such a random thing, but guys, I like I'm it. into it. I'm like, how big are they? How do they get installed? Like, I've gone down rabbit holes about this because for some reason, I think the ocean is just so beautiful and it's so mysterious, and there's so much we don't know about it. So just, I, I just, I encourage everybody to Google undersea cables, and it's fascinating. There's a map, and it shows you where all of these cables start and end, and who owns them, and how they lay them down, and I'll throw some nerd knowledge at you. So they usually last for like 25 years before they need to be replaced. Sharks love them. Sharks often. Um, <laughs> this is a like lot of information. Because I know I'm cool. Anyway, it's amazing. But I just want to say, if you have a chance, Google undersea cables. Your world will be rocked because you have these literal cables running under the ocean. And I bet you didn't know that. That was a thing. No, no idea. No. Well, now I feel That's like I know funny. everything I need to know about an undersea cable, but I appreciate you sharing. Yeah, if you guys have any questions, <laughs> uh, you know me, Buzz's girlfriend on Instagram. What, what, what? I have so many questions. I, I will follow up. I love it. Like, love is it. the dark internet only run under undersea cables? And are the sharks attracted to them because they have some sort oh. of higher intelligence that we have not tapped into? So and also, questions. I'm afraid of water in general. It's kind of scary. The ocean is scary, I will yes. say. Okay, that, that's my one. Yeah, let's move on. Cool. Also, one, my, I my one cool thing, because it's what we've been talking about, it's that idea of grade six mentality. Um, and I say grade six just because I think that was like the last happiest time that I remember where I had no responsibility and I would just go to Kim Masters' place for lunch to have St. Beatrice bagels and play Crash Bandicoot. Like, it was joy. That was life. That's my <laughs> I have no idea anything you just said. Okay. Like, what are any well, of those words? You, how do you, you don't know, know Crash Bandicoot? How do you know no. Kim Masters? She was know. the coolest at both high schools in Montreal. Okay. And Crash I don't Bandicoot, know. how dare you? I'll yeah. Google it all later. Okay. I got a lot of things to Google. It's cables. And... Anyway, <laughs> I say this is also something I do for myself. Um... I guess it goes along with that idea of pretending everybody in an audience is a baby or naked when you get nervous on stage or have to make speech or whatever. Um, I kind of play the reverse. Yes, sometimes I take a look at people and try to understand them as if they were a baby and like, cool, rewinding to like your earliest experiences and what you have developed into as a human. Now I feel like I can have empathy with you and communicate on a level that is just pure respect and love. But I also do it to myself, like when I go for a walk and I'm trying to reconnect with my world and find those things that are still part of this manifested world to bring me into reality, but from a, a more of an innocent place where I can let go of those worries. I'm like, if I were six walking around or in grade six, I don't know why then it's just going to be using number six when you walk around. This sounds devilish. Walk around feeling young. And let go of the worries that you have built up over the years and get back to that innocent state of what would I just appreciate and love? I'd probably be obsessing over rocks or staring at bugs or looking at the leaves on the trees. Mm -hmm. And I did that the other night and I hadn't done it in a while. And I had this wave of elation. It was so strange. But it was also because I was walking through a new neighborhood that I just moved into mm -hmm. so I'm getting to actually see like what are my new digs what's this environment about and it's just gorgeous so right 
I'd say going for a walk and pretending like you're just super young, like you're a kid. Your childlike right. mentality to approach the world. Okay. That's very sweet. Who's next? I literally have cool things. So I don't. Do you have any <laughs> cool things? Aww. Aww. I beg to differ. I'm sure you have a lot of cool things in your life. Yes. It's just a feeling of pressure. It is true. And what about you? Anything? I'm just thinking about taking a nap. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that cool thing. That's my one cool thing. Well, naps are very cool. So taking between, naps. between undersea cables and being a grade six, I think we're going to wrap things up. Um, <laughs> guys, thank you both so much for coming on our podcast. This has been fantastic. Uh, where can our listeners find you if they want to follow the podcast or you guys on Instagram, Twitter, wherever? It's your time to plug it. Ooh, great. If we were prepared to know what our handle is. <laughs> <laughs> so our podcast is, we are, we're totally not okay. And you can find us on anywhere that you listen to podcasts, iTunes, Spotify. Um, we are on Facebook and Instagram. For the most part, we live a little bit more on Instagram. Uh, we're whatnot on there. So it's W, let me just look, I've tagged myself, WTN underscore OK. OK. It's like, what the knock? Like, right. Got it. Love it. And we'll, of course, put the links to their podcasts in our description. So do not hesitate if you did not catch that. Don't worry. Because if you're like a Sal who's about to pass out in two seconds. Yeah. Oh, I can tell. I can tell. Well, guys, once again, thank you so much for coming. This has been another episode of Somebody Date Us, and I guess we'll see you next week. Yeah, bye. Bye. Thank you. If you like this podcast, you can support it by subscribing to it on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also leave us a rating or review, which sincerely helps us and we absolutely love. Come hang out with us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and send us your questions, recommendations, and cool things at we're totally not okay at gmail.com. Thanks for listening to We're Totally Not Okay. But that's okay. That's okay.